Fred Film Radio from San Sebastian Film Festival, Spain. Kitty, welcome to Spain, Kinotico and San Sebastian. Thank you so much. Thank Are you. you enjoying the, the festival, the city? I'm Yes, I'm enjoying the city. <laughs> I haven't seen many movies, but I've had a good time walking around the city and going for a swim and things like that, yeah. <laughs> You're, you're doing it nice then. Tourism, yeah. Um, did you, do, you, you did a uh, talk in Tabacanera. How was that? Uh, yeah, that was great. That was a nice, it was feeling like a good group of people and they were all interested and, you know, engaged and it felt like a nice community there, yeah. And what kind of feedback did you get in that, in that conversation? Because The Assistant uh, was a film that was released directly in filming that then it found uh, its audience and I think it's still the best film about what happened in Hollywood and what's maybe still happening. Oh, thank you. I mean, I don't know. It was interesting. I like to encourage younger women to make movies and that group seemed like it was filled with young women in that talk. So that I felt that was great. We could have a conversation about the challenges of that. And that's what the assistance about is about the problems and the structure that's getting in the way of young women being able to rise in the workforce to become, you know, the biggest producers and things like that. So, yeah. Now you are presenting your second narrative movie. Uh, what was in this story by uh, Lena and Steph Uh, that you wanted to make a movie, your own movie, but not not documentary, a um, fiction. And I'll take. Yeah, there's something about how strong they were against this sort of real Australian rough men, this outback kind of uh, terror, I guess. And these girls held themselves with a very nice strength. And so there's something in that that I felt like, okay, it's we can explore this. We can see this sort of bad aspects of the behavior, bad kind of culture problems with the culture, but also explore it through the eyes of two strong women, essentially, who are finding themselves and going on their own journey. The assistant was really um, claustrophobic in a way. It happened in an office. We have the outback here. It's the total opposite. The film is quite outdoorsy, uh, but uh, um, how was going from one, one thing to the opposite? I haven't thought about it that way, but that's a nice way to put it. Thank you. I'm going to use that. <laughs> but yeah, it is It is a very vast landscape, Australia, but lots of space, really. But really, there's something terrifying in how empty it is and how isolated they are. And that's where you find ter like fear, you know? So it was very different very different set of circumstances but they both induce like a similar kind of fear in the character and tension in the characters essentially. It's really interesting because there's nothing happening and uh, uh, at the same time anything could happen. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's all about the threat of what could happen and so it's looking at these small things and thinking like microaggressions we call them but is that a joke? Is that a threat? Yeah. Is he going to kill me or is he just you know making jokes you know so it's like it's the film exists on that line it dances on that line without crossing it essentially i, I love how you approach that, that kind of microaggression of even aggression in your films um do you think uh you, you were sure about uh talking about the way um, women perceive violence directly indirectly like we are um, now like it's the normal thing I mean, I'm trying to, hopefully this film is trying to get women to say no early on. So if they sense it, they can say no and stand up for themselves. So it never has to ever get to that level where it is violent. You know what I mean? We're trying to prevent it from being, from escalating. So to me, that's really important as a step. Rather than showing the violence, we don't need to see it anymore. We know what it looks like. It's trying to say no quicker and earlier. Yeah. And if you show it all the time, it's like... It's, yeah, it's a normal thing. You yeah. normalize it. Exactly, and that's what we're trying to it's do. It's not yeah. good. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about the social dynamics of alcohol in, in the movie because I think it's something that all of us have internalized in one way or another. For example, I don't really drink. Yeah. And 
people always have an opinion about yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not so much about drinking culture necessarily, because drinking, I'm not saying drinking is bad. It's about when that behavior gets, and it's, a little alcohol helps, when behavior gets a little out of control and it's hard to stop it. So it's about looking at sort of the darker aspects of drinking culture in Australia, essentially. Um, I know that Hesire has asked you about that in the press conference, but um, last night uh, when, when we were commenting your film, all of uh, us journalists uh, were talking about how you do in a, in a way horror in the assistant here. Do you see yourself doing a film like that or do, do you like to use elements of the genre but doing your own thing? I think so. I mean, I'm looking at working. The problem with things like horror is they often turn, they're often very violent and they're often very explicitly violent and exploitative and problematic. And I'm trying to sort of shift that by exploring things I think are interesting in a more of a delicate way, I guess, you know? You say that the Royal Hotel is like a metaphor for patriarchy. Oh yeah, for sure. In some ways, yeah. But it's uh, the film's doing more than just sort of tearing apart the patriarchy. It's looking at like the, again, like little moments of little cultural moments, I guess. In some ways, we don't want to spoil too much exactly. about it. People have to watch the movie. It's uh, a really well. I was going to say joyful, but n not like yeah. in a literal way. But no, yeah, it's yeah. Um, a movie you like to watch. At least yeah. I, I did. I, I think. think so, and I think it's a movie that my crew like to watch again and again. I feel like it's sort of the movie where. You can kind of enjoy it, but it does get get pretty dark and pretty heavy towards the back. And did end. you enjoy, uh, did you did you enjoy doing things like the ending, for example, like where you can go, um, let go? Yeah, a little. It was nice and cathartic to kind of explode and bang, blow things up and have some fun and yeah. So yeah, it was good. It's a pity that we can't have Julia Garner. Well, also Jessica, of course, yeah. but Julia is like your partner right now yeah. <laughs> uh, in crime. Um, what means Julia for you professionally? I don't know. It's hard to tell how much I always say. Like, it's hard to tell how much she's bringing, how much I'm bringing. We're so um, entwined now. We're so like we're like one person. So it's it's always difficult to know how to to describe the partnership. I think because it's it's we barely need to communicate at this point. We know each other so well. I can just give her a look, and she often knows what that means. It's like, oh no no no, yeah. So it kind of it works in a different way. So it's very special connection. That's for sure. The original story happened in Australia. Did you go there to to inspire to see? How is the outback out in, the, in, in the flesh? Um, I've been before. I'm Australian. And my granddad actually owned a pub like the pub in the film. So he, I've, I've got connections to it. I knew the world. I also have a co-writer who had lived in regional Australia a lot. So he brought another aspect of it. But definitely when we were scouting, we spent a lot of time in Australia to make the movie. That's for sure. Yeah. The film hasn't uh, opened here with the public, but you did uh, screenings in Telluride where you did a world premiere. What kind of reaction have you gotten from the people? Not, not the reviews. Like, what um, are you surprised by what people see in the movie? I'm surprised by how many people can relate to it, which is interesting. And people come up to me and they say, oh, I worked in a pub or I worked in a bar in America. And they said, and it was exactly like my life. And I was thinking, how is this? It's very specifically Australian to me. So it's interesting that people internationally are understanding it and and um, identifying with it. It, it you know it's, it's it means that it's it's a broader thing than i thought more universal than i thought you know i was reading about the film in letterbox and i remember watching exactly that like, yeah. like that comment it's like that was my life uh, being a bartender yeah, yeah, yeah. with guys yeah because it, it's always um special like uncomfortable when you see a woman uh, mm. surrounded by men. Mm. I like in a film. There is something in your brain mm. that um, automatically links you with something, or in your life, or in a movie. 
I, I think, for example, in The Silence of Lambs, with the shot of Jodie Foster surrounded by oh, yeah. men really, really mm. higher than her. Mm. And there's something, I think, mm, mm, yes, in our culture that mm, says... Be careful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't just show too much, I think, exactly. That's why you don't really need the violence. You need the, the threat of the violence is enough because we all know what that looks like and we've seen it before. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm looking at, these kind of images. You've done a few documentaries. Now you're doing narrative films. Um, do, you think, do you believe you are in this state of your career, like not doing documentaries right now I enjoyed this part this freedom in a way is it freedom well yeah there's more more creative control I think it's the opposite of freedom almost <laughs> I get more control in the fiction movies than I do in, do in documentary you have to stay wide you have to cover things the way they naturally fold I like to like kind of be specific about what I'm exploring and, and hone in on that so I think that's what I can do in fiction films um, but yeah I guess that when you're doing non-fiction you have to be open-minded because you don't know yes. what the subject is going to give you Yeah. What kind of filmmaker are you uh, when you're doing something like this film? It's like you like to mm, create things on the spot or you're really... I'm pretty precise. I, and But it's mostly because I don't have a big budget, so I never have a big schedule. So I have only a limited amount of time to get what I need. So if you only have a few hours on that set, you have to know exactly what you need and what you want. And so I'm very specific about that. But then the actors bring things that are that surprise you always. And so that's the kind of more kind of creative aspect of it is whatever they bring to the process. Yeah. You have had more money with uh, this film or a bigger budget. Do you want more to... to <laughs> I still didn't have very much and it was really hard and we shot it in 25 days and it wasn't enough time and we needed more time and we were always being kicked out of the set and told... No, you got to go. Keep going. Next, next set scene, and it was always heartbreaking to me. So I'd love to have just a bit more room to play and a bit more time to mess things up and try things that are a little more bold. But it's often because of the schedule. I'm, I'm, I'm have to be pretty specific. And the other day, I was talking to the director of Fingernails, which was all, always also in in right uh, and he talked that he made his first movie with a, qu a quarter million dollars, and then he had ten for the following one, and he could like bring back ideas that he couldn't do in in apples, and then he do it this time. Uh Cool. I mean, he got a lot more money for fingernails than he did for apples. I didn't get that much more money. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not on his level. So I'm jealous that he gets to do certain things that I couldn't do. But I think, um, yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's nice to have a little bit more room to play. We had to build a, we built a set because we couldn't, we actually couldn't afford to shoot out in the outback for that long. So we had to build a set. But we were able to make it look really real and authentic with that sort of budget. So yeah, we, we, we achieved a lot on the, the small budget we had. And do you know what is your, your next film going to be? No, I have some ideas and I need to sit down in a room by myself and figure them out. But you know, it's all bubbling away and I'll, I'll, go, I'll get there soon. Yeah. One of our sponsors is Filmin, uh, the company that released your first film here in Spain. They want to know uh, what movie changed your life and why? I think it was Chantel Ackerman's Jean Dielman, which I think is a big influence on The Assistant. And you can kind of see, because that film looks at rhythm and duration, and it, it is really bold in the way it tells its story. And it was also just a woman's story about being a woman in the world. And it was political, but not in a way that was off-putting. Um, and so, yeah, there's a lot in that movie that inspired me to do what I do, that's for sure, yeah. Cool. Thank you, Gitty. Please enjoy San Sebastian. Thank you, I Surf am. a lot. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> And, well, if you can you. watch a movie, it's good. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Fred, Fred, Fred. 24-7 on Fred FM and smartphone app.